0: I go. made a promise to my mother It's okay cause I'm gon' die for this I put my mind to this Watch all these people, how they treat you Got no time for it I fear no evil, got my demons I'm just fine with them And all these people think they know me
1: It don't matter to me Cause I'm gon' die for this I put my mind to this Watch all these people, how they treat you Got no time for it
0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Three Point Stands Podcast. I am Caleb, one of your co-hosts with my guy, D. Gray, and our special guest, Trey Essex. How you the guys legend. doing? Doing
2: good, man. How man, guys I'm, I'm doing, doing good, today? man. Man, I'm straight, man. I'm excited to get rolling, man, talking about these drag picks, man. So, yeah. um... Mike. I'll kick it off right now, man. What a crazy weekend, man. I mean, what a crazy weekend for the Steelers, man. I mean, solid draft class, man, especially for myself, man, thinking about some of the draft, the powerful draft class they had over the years. And uh, this could ca- ca- kind of be one of the best draft classes they had, man, to rebuild the name and that 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 culture of that, that hard-nosed football again by drafting these type of guys. So, Trey, man, I'm just going to go open it up with you, man. Just – Tell me, man, something about like how you feel about this draft class, man. I know you played a long time in the league, man. You've seen great draft classes come through, Pittsburgh, time and time again. When you think about this draft class, man, like how do you compare this draft class to some of the best draft classes you've seen over the years you played with?
1: Well, generally speaking, I just gotta say the draft this year all together was exciting, man. Like I was tuned in for the first time from the first pick to the last. Uh, There were some great trades, Uh, some teams, a lot of teams improved in this draft. Not only us, but a lot of teams had really good drafts. But, I mean, to see uh, Omar Khan, who I had the pleasure, who was in Pittsburgh my entire time there, to see him finally get a chance to take the reins and do what he did, not only leading into the draft for free agency, but to actually do what he did in the draft. And some of the bet moves he made, I guess, so to speak, as a GM when he was trading up and being patient, fielding calls, that number 32nd pick, which was essentially a first round pick, and just right. staying back and picking who they wanted on the board. It was pretty awesome to see. I think we hit every single position of need plus more. Thought we got some fantastic players with a lot of potential. I mean, obviously, yeah. we got to see how this is gonna pan out once the season starts, but I've never been as excited as I've been post uh football career about a draft that the Steelers had as I as I am this year. I mean, I thought they shout did. out to
2: Omar, man. Shout out to Omar no, been around for, man, hard for, hard for, for the old heads and the young guys <laughs> yeah. like myself, man. Omar been around for a long time, man. You, through your generation, mine, yeah. man, I mean, come on, man. Omar's doing it, man. So uh, he, I'm excited to finally see him
1: again. even He didn't tiptoe into this draft. He came in and was like, okay,
2: right. I'm here. Let's do this. And I love the way he did it. He was aggressive. I mean, let's be real, like, man. man. Let's be real, man. Let's call it what it is. He sat behind a great GM before him, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, he sat there, he learned, and you know what I mean, and um, I forgot his name. What was his name? Um, yeah. Kevin Cobra. Yeah, man. He nice. said, man, that guy, man, that's the one that drafted me. So I mean, he sat around a guy that 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 was over the years is like one of the best drafters too. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. so it's no shock to me to see, you know, what I mean, the readiness he came with this draft. You know what I mean? And uh, not only just the players, like far as like. Pittsburgh recruiting players as ready to go. I mean, he came into a a, a a GM role ready to go. I mean, as like he was a player, you know what I mean? So I mean, i he don't shock me, man. Like he walked with that swag, like he knew, man, that he's gonna put on a great draft class, and he did just that. You know what I mean? Well, I'll say one of his
0: ahead, one, one of his best moves even before the draft was handpicking Andy Weidel to oh, be his goodness. assistant. Yes. He had a yeah, huge definitely. impact on the mentality um, of this draft, I believe.
1: Yeah, and uh, definitely. I was happy to listen to one of his press conferences beforehand uh, leading into the draft. And one thing he said that struck me was, I'm looking to draft Steelers. And unless mm-hmm. you know what a Steeler is, unless you are born and bred a fan or been in a locker room, you don't know how to define that. I mean, it is – a way of life it is a mentality, it's an attitude, and it's unique to only Pittsburgh. And Omar was right. like, that's what we're looking for. And that's what right. I think he got at every single pick.
0: Yeah, I-, I
2: totally agree. Yeah,
0: yeah. Looking at this list and looking at these names, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, I mean uh, it, it, I mean like this draft was so like we we they did so good man for us, the draft picks and, and overall man uh, but are there some names out there that you wish like man I wish we instead of got this guy instead of this guy like is there any guys that jump off the top of your head right now like I really hope <laughs> wish that we could have got this guy
1: that's crazy I don't cause cause I with some power that was a question that I've had after every draft I was like I wish we got this guy I wish we got that guy Right. I didn't think about that one time after this. Not once. Like I mean, me personally, man, know? I
2: feel like they got everybody I wanted. I mean, yeah, Joey Porter, yeah. Darnell Washington. I mean, I mean, Darnell and Joey is really the t- only two besides, you know what I mean, Paris Johnson leaving me. Man, that's all good. I'm still wishing we got that guy. But, I mean, we started for Broderick Jones, but uh, I feel like he'd be great. I mean, we're going to welcome him in with open arms now at this point. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, that's the only guy I wish we'd have swapped out for. It's Paris Johnson and him. We were, we were both
1: – we both had other tackles in mind. Obviously, I was a little partial to Skaransky from Northwestern. I was seen the before we got a chance to get picked, as was Paris. But, uh, I mean, when they, they moved up to 14, and they got the best guy that was available left. And we both the time. were a little hesitant, you know, Yeah, but we yeah. both came around to it. I watched a little bit more film afterwards. I'm, I'm like, okay, this guy, he's an athlete, and he can really grow into he's the type like, definitely of an athlete. I mean, he has, to, he has to block some of the big, uh, the big dogs. He's got to block Trey Hendrickson twice a year. He has to block Miles Garrett twice a year. So he has to have to yep. come in with a certain mentality, and the coaches had to see that, and that's why they pulled the trigger.
0: Yeah, yep. he kind of um, – the way his athletic ability – I know they play two different positions. It reminds me so much of Marquise in open space. Mm-hmm. Like when you see him um, pulling out there on the screens or anything like that, I mean, he's chasing people. He's finishing blocks. It's yeah. uh, it's it's impressive. I mean, like like we said on uh, the draft day show, you know, he
2: looks like a linebacker. Mm-hmm. It's 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 crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, like I said, I, I, I
2: thought, that's one thing I think he always brought to the table was. Being able to go open it, like open and pull and get into space, and not just get into space and run around and chase people, but get attached on to people and run guys and finish them. I thought that was one of his greatest traits. I mean, especially dealing with a league, especially with Najee, he, he you just never know what happened with Najee. Najee may be in the backfield for a second and break three tackles and be on the edge, and you the one lead blocking right now. You know what I mean? So Najee's just a special runner. You need special blockers, especially in the edges that can get latched on and not just get latched on and get thrown off, but latch on and stay on. And I think he does a great job with that. And I think that's probably one of his best traits watching his film is, like, I love watching him pull left him, especially throw those tight end pulls and pull around and pin and pull schemes and him get out on the corners and people in the apex for people like Trey, you know what I'm talking about, and those support guys and get those guys out the box, man. And uh, I think he does a great job with that. But I still believe he definitely would be a solid guard, man. I think he'd really be a solid guard, man, in my eyes. Just my opinion. They're
1: going to test my left side. I'm, I'm interested to see because I'm still not done with Dan Moore Jr. And so I think he's had enough experience in this league and I think he's shown enough ability that maybe they might think about moving him inside. And I think that might. Solidify. I had a conversation with Max Starks. Um, As much as I love Mason Cole, uh, I think he hits a hard ceiling. I would love to see uh, Daniels move to center, which was he played at Iowa, was a baller. And then maybe Dan Moore can be a right guard. But, you know, I think uh, we got the coach, uh, the line coach, to figure that stuff out. Uh, the, the, The thing is, he has a good problem on his hands. He has some guys now with experience, whereas last year, he didn't have any guys with experience. He had a whole new line. So he has at least five guys coming back with a lot of game day experience. Plus you're adding a blue chip at left tackle. So uh, he, he has some decisions to make, but they're, they're going to be good ones.
2: I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about now. the overall offensive line. I think the offensive line together, they, they got a good group. Talent has never been an issue for Pittsburgh. They always had talent there. It's just about putting it together to – give them the best opportunity to show their best their best game, you know what I mean? And I feel like over the time, it's like sometimes scheme and coaches changes and things like that has, I don't know, devalued some of the players and not be able to give them to the potential to play at their highest mark, you know what I mean, such as like we talk about K-Dot, you know what I mean, Kevin Dotson. you know what I'm saying, and his issue, issue, issues right now on the south side, you know what I mean, he might – not be here no more, you never know. But he, in my eyes, he's a baller. I mean, you get him in and, and, and goal lines, he's blowing guys off, but I mean, you don't see that consistently. I don't know why, but um, uh, it's they got guys up front, man. I just want to see how these things, these moving parts move to get that starting five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they,
0: they, I mean, depth isn't going to be an issue. Like, like, like Trey was saying, you have all these guys with starting experience, like Nate Herbig, you know, his Mm -hmm. nickname's nasty Nate, you know, you want your first, you know, available offensive guard. If, uh, Daniels or, uh, say Amalu goes down to be a guy nicknamed nasty Nate. Right. Like, and, and obviously we went and grabbed his brother. I think everybody in the world could have predicted that happening um but yeah I'm I'm super excited about this offensive line and I know D brought up you know Najee's good at breaking tackles if he has to break three tackles in the backfield something's gone drastically wrong with the mm-hmm. offensive line
1: right.
0: right right.
2: so 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 now I'm gonna move to another situation here where you think about the draft class as well man uh what do you think of the guy, Donnell Washington? He's a, he's a solid guy, he's like one of my favorite picks. Out of all the picks, I think he was my best pick over Joy Porter, and I was high on him too. But Donnell Washington, man, man amongst boys right there, man. So what you think of him?
1: I was about to – I woke up this morning, and you know, I was about to tweet this, but then I got distracted. I just got really excited about the potential of our red zone offense. As, yeah. mad, as bad as we were last year in the red zone, Darnell Washington automatically upgrades that tenfold, And 100%. not only that, obviously we got Pickens in the second year, Friar moves the beast, um, and now we got Darnell Washington. So not only can we – and Connor Hayward came on it in the last year. No, so not only we Robinson.
2: I forgot all about Connor. Good God. I mean, that's four good <laughs> tight ends, I man.
1: So we got the, the ability to go into multiple sets, three tight end sets, uh, two tight end sets with Pickens and Deontay or Pickens and – Calvin Austin, uh, Pickens, and uh, Allen Robinson on the outside—like, just we have so many options in the red zone right now that Canada ain't got no damn excuse
2: to put yep. something together. I'm just thinking about and like those short yardage plays, man. Just putting Connor at fullback—he's a blocking threat and he's a catching threat along with Darnell nice. on one side, and you have fire moving the other side. It's just weapons that can run down the field and catch passes, even if short yards, are doing some play action type and of passes. I mean, and I mean, it's crazy, dog. And-
0: and we just sent a, a mini camp invite to Hakeem Butler after he tore it up in the XFL.
1: Dude, like the, the,
0: We have man. a starting, starting NBA team in that receiver <laughs> room. And then you have Calvin Austin playing the Muggsy Bogues role. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, there's so many different weapons that we can employ, not only in the open field between the 20s, but once we get down into the red zone, the scoring zone, which is what our biggest weakness was last year by far. We couldn't run the ball consistently in the red zone, and we damn sure couldn't pass the ball consistently. And so,
2: and why do you that. think why, why do you think they couldn't get the run game? Do you think it was, like I must say we, we we discovered the fact that that Pittsburgh always had great talent up front, but why do you really think they couldn't get the run game going? Do You really think it was a play calling by Matt Canada?
1: So that's a that's a two tiered, three tiered question or answer to that question.
2: <laughs> I think a lot of it had to
1: do with the <laughs> fact that. Um, so I'm not gonna go hard on Canada. Canada's our OC, so I'm like one of those guys, uh, half glass full, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with him this year and see we can put it together. Although I was disappointed with how things started, he improved towards the end of last year. But our run game obviously is the precipice of the Steelers' offense. We need to improve that to to help Kenny out to give him a easier time and, and for our offense to really uh, reach the potential that we truly need to. And so the biggest thing, biggest reason why our run game. The biggest number one reason is that we had our third O line coach in three years. That's simply put, and we had a whole bunch of young guys that didn't have enough experience. So when Coach Meyer got in and he really got those guys on the same page, and those guys stayed healthy, you saw the improvement throughout the season. You yeah. saw how we ended. And that's well, why they, we they were able to finish yeah. games. And so um, that's the biggest reason. Um, secondly, we weren't very creative in our in our play calling. I mm-hmm. think everybody knew. When Najee was in the game, we we're going to run between the tackles. And then Jalen was in the game, we might run off tackle. We weren't running a screen, you know. Um, so we weren't very creative in our play calling. Although I don't feel, think we needed to be overly creative because my man, D, like, you know and love when you have a set play. Our play was 22-double. I don't care. I
2: was, about that to say, I was about to say, I mean, I don't want to cut you off, but she said, like, uh, it wasn't a lot of creativity to the run game because you knew when you had Najee was going between the tackles. But let's be real, Pittsburgh, all we do is pull the guard and we're running straight down here. Like, everybody knew that. I mean, that's over the course of the years. I mean, Pittsburgh is built on the run game and moving the line of scrimmage. So, I mean.
1: We, we weren't creative and because of that and because we had a line that hadn't meshed yet. When we did run them between the tackles, we weren't on the same page, and the guys didn't feel like um, we were gonna hurt them over the middle. Obviously, we weren't passing ball over the middle. We weren't u- using play action or utilizing play, play action like we were supposed to because we weren't running the ball well. So, play action's not gonna work well if the ball's not running, r- running right, well over the middle. So, like I said, this is a multi-layered answer to that question, <laughs> but I think the biggest right, right, right. number one issue was that the fact that we had Pat Meyer in there for the whole year. Line stay healthy, and they started to see the, – they started to mesh towards the end of last year, and that's why we started to have the success that we, we
2: did have. I mean, that's good, man. I, I, I'm excited for Coach Myers, man. I mean, you speak highly of him, man. I I, I believe, truly believe that he going to get those guys rolling in the right direction, man, and uh, a lot of those guys going to – going to need that to, to get over the hump, man, especially Dan Moore and the young guys, Kendra Green and all those guys. They definitely going to need that, mm-hmm. man. The older guys, you know what I mean, older guys, that they, they, they kind of already set in their ways, you know what I mean? Ain't too much more in them, you know what I mean? So I'm excited to see what what, what goes down this year, man. Yeah, me too.
0: And to, not, to let, like, well, uh, you know, we've kind of hit Broderick Jones. Let's go to a guy you know since he was a kid. Right. <laughs> Since he was a small child walking around that Steelers locker and Joey Porter Jr., D and I, we had a whole draft profile episode on him. That's how bad we wanted him. He's got that freakishly long arms. I mean, it, it just made sense. I never wanted Pittsburgh to trade out of that pick. I wanted them to go get him. And, you know, that, that's what they did. And it, it was it was awesome to see.
1: PZ Jr. And when you talk about, I mentioned a quote earlier that Omar made, We want Steelers in this building. I mean, who who else is there? Who's more of a Steeler in this draft than Joey Porter Jr.? You know? Um, Playing with his dad was one of the honors of my life. Nobody led the defense like he did. And to have his son around the locker room, seeing his dad walk that walk and talk that talk, um, and just having him be in that atmosphere of a winning Super Bowl team, and then go to Penn State and ball out. He gave my Northwestern Wildcats issues because – he is freakishly athletic, long those long arms, and he's physical. He's not afraid to mix it up in there. He comes downhill, he tackles the ball, and we need that in our secondary more than anything. We need somebody that's going to be another um, enforcer in the run game, and he does that, but without sacrificing uh, coverage. So I mean, I'm really and excited that's one what point that I
2: loved about Joy, man. Just 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 taking that narrative of. Man, just get on the corner, man. We, we, once you get on the corner, it's smooth sailing. And he takes that yeah. away now because now he's coming up making tackles, man. And uh, I mean, me personally, I'm bringing them corner blisses because I, I, I'm confident that my guy with the long arms, he's going to make a play back there. You know what I mean? And, uh, I think that I'm the most excited to see him put some big hits on some of these guys. And when people throwing those screens out there, him busting through those stock blocks and he's getting guys out in that space and making big hits, man. Uh, I think that's the most important. I mean, most exciting part for me is just waiting to see some big hits out of him because I know it's coming. I mean, just listening to that. The draft thing with him and his dad, him in the back, and he's emotional because, you know what I mean, probably thought he should have went higher or whatever the case may be. And just seeing that exchange of words between him and his dad, it, it got me fired up. Like, oh, man, whoever to line up with him. George Pickens, you better strap your helmet up. And I know George right. Pickens. And great,
1: another great Dang. thing, and it kind of goes back to Omar and what he did prior to the draft. He gets to come in and learn under Pat Pete. He gets to come in and learn under yes. Levi Wallace. He gets yep. to come in – and play with Minka Minka Fitzpatrick behind him, you know? Like, this dude is coming in in with everything in front of him to succeed. And this is not even counting how how athletic he is and how much of a baller he is. And so, like, he really gets to let loose and really show his true self because he has all those dogs behind him, helping him along the way, and correcting him when he may mess up because they're going to be rookie mistakes, and those guys right there are the best of our
2: And I think the biggest part, I mean, the biggest motivation he has in the corner is his dad. I mean, there's <laughs> no more motivation and, and lessons need to be taught and how to play physical than having one of the most physical linebackers in the league as your dad, man. I think that, that's one of the coolest aspects to his game, man. Is he always going to be great, man, especially if he just follow the shoes and the lead, leadership of his dad, man. He's always going to be in good, good hands. He's always going to be a baller, man, in this league for a long time.
1: Yeah. It, ike it, taylor's in the building too as a scout so i just heard that oh the yeah that i saw that your, man i saw him at back corner man i was like man look at like, ike yeah
0: and that's that's one of my favorite things during our uh joey porter episode you know we did a comp on him and physicality wise my comp comp for him was ike mm-hmm. and uh wearing the 24 like i know uh ike said that um joey senior texted him and said mm-hmm hey, he's going to wear 24 for Uncle Ike. And anytime I think of Joey Porter, I just think of that uh, The after we beat Indianapolis in that uh, playoff game and Cower, Cower tells Peasy to keep it quiet this week, he said, man, they shot me in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all I can ever think yeah, of. Yeah. And I really, like, I don't know if it will happen, but I hope Joey Porter keeps the swag in. Uh, um, intro alive on Sunday night football or Monday night football, whichever one does yeah. the introductions.
1: Swagging. Swagging. Yeah, swagging.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I, dude. I, I, am I'm, I'm super excited yeah.
1: about. It. I'm I'm sure like it was yesterday when PZ <laughs> like, he shot me. Not only after we <laughs> took know. care of them, how he came and just tore apart Jeremy Stevens against Seattle, like in the media. You oh. tied <laughs> in from Seattle, like he came and really addressed him. Jeremy <laughs> Joey <laughs> Jeremy So I mean That's just a taste Of what his dad I mean His dad Was that dude And I'm sure A lot of that Passed on to Junior So I'm excited Do
0: you think He brings the Who who ride We ride To the DB room
1: No man You can't do that no. <laughs> <laughs> You can't do that You might have To do that uh, nobody Got to say Who ride We ride Who ride that's right. One, two, three. That's, oh man! I mean, they,
0: about it? <laughs> they still do it in the linebacker room, and it, and it doesn't sound. Yeah, they they I that say, TJ still does
2: that. TJ still does. TJ gets to gets the defense rowdy up with that man. He always man before the game, man, in the little corner, and he gets those boys turned up. And they were coached by Peasy, so you know that's where that's that's where they got it from. But it just
0: doesn't it doesn't come off the same. I I don't I I still love it to death. But it, Joey was just different. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then uh, what was it? Uh, Any? Anyway, I'm Anyway, we're going to stop talking about senior. We're going to go back to junior. One yeah. of the most things <laughs> I'm excited about is Joey versus Chase.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I am Ooh. super excited to see that matchup. That, that's, I, that's, that's I, I,
1: I, like yeah, I you, don't think anybody has been – Brave enough to be physical with Chase at line of scrimmage. They kind of give him a two-way go. And that, you know, that Chase and is a hell of a play.
2: And that's kind of what yeah. makes Chase so dangerous because he's physical and he's fast. So, it's like right. it's like you want to press him, but if you slip and miss, that's touchdown. Yeah, but you want to play you know. all, but then you get an extra yards and he catches it on the run. You're trying to tackle him. He's running through that. So, it's like, I don't know, Joey. You might have to sit a little tight close to a little pet pee. Oh
1: no! You like, get him in the face a couple of times, cut, punch him in the chest, let him know you're there, though. You know, you yeah, yeah, got, he a, will. got to keep that yeah. option open. You know, So yeah.
0: you, you know his dad's yeah. gonna be in his ear all that week. Hey, you, you know, he, I, I, mean, I don't even think he's gonna have to tell him. Joey man. was raised in that house.
2: <laughs> he I mean, knows. I mean, just, I remember. just talking about Joey, man, and talking about his dad, man. Like, I don't know for me or. Trey, how you feel? But man, my dad was that man. That dad was someone of some type of stature, like Joey Porter Sr., man. I, I'm the Son, man, I gotta be a little bit nervous, man. It's because you gotta think about the the, the, the hat he's wearing right now, the shoes he's gotta feel right now. It, it's gotta be a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if y'all feel the same way, but it's a lot of pressure that it's not even he ain't even touched the field in Pittsburgh yet. And, and the people brewing, they can't wait. They licking their chops about this. And you know one mistake or one issue he get beat, they're going to rip him apart like, oh, your dad would have never did that. Your dad would have never got man. hit like that. You know what I mean? And it's just like, though, the kid, man.
1: I think he he's done enough in his career. I mean, dude, uh, he already got out. He already out-drafted in his dad. He a first-round draft pick. Mm. Dad was a fourth-round draft pick. So, dad, I got you beat on that. Plus, <laughs> when you a DB, you got to play with a certain kind of mentality, man. Like, He's been a little peasy, but he's been beat before. He knows what it's like. And, yes, being yeah. uh, in Steelers is a whole different ballgame with that fan base and whatnot, but
2: I think we understand that. I'm just saying, that's, that fan base, mm-hmm. I've never seen nothing like it, man. I've been the Titans and they ain't never seen nothing like it. The Jaguars for one year, they ain't. I ain't definitely ain't seen nothing like it in Jacksonville. But, man, the Steelers, man, I ain't never seen no fans like this, bro. One bad play, they'll rip you, bro. I mean, I'm talking about man. You got to try your that
1: man a little bit more I think they'll yeah. give that man a little bit more leeway. They understand. They get that's yeah. the toughest physically. That's the toughest position in the NFL. I mean, and we're going against some you of the best so? wide receivers. Physically, yeah. yeah, being out on island gardener DB. I hate giving small people credit. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but
2: like, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, man. man. <laughs> I'm just I saying now, that, that that left tackle spot third and long, man. Come <laughs> on, man. You be sometimes you be ready to call timeout and, and readjust that play, man. You be nervous on that edge back there. Especially if you got a guy that's got speed and power. Oh my lord. And you telling me that, that that's you more scary be than being a I mean, You
1: got an argument there. I think it's arguable, but it's so much room for error at DB. You slip and fall, you make the wrong step, that guy gone. And we're in a passing league, you know? And so we can get left out. you can miss a punch. You can miss a punch and push him by, you know. I think you got a little bit more room for error at tackle than you do at DB. And we granted we are going against some of the best athletes at the tackle position too. Uh the defensive ends, you go against Miles Garrett, yeah, you better buckle up that chin strap, be ready to go, because he's coming every single son.
2: Right. <laughs> and so <laughs> I mean, yeah, I definitely see your point. Definitely with that man, with that corner spot, man. Because, like you said, one slip fall, man. It's not just a big play; it's a touchdown, most likely, man. And, uh, right. Especially a if you man to man, win. man, it's right. touchdown, so, dog. And that's probably the most embarrassing I mean, thing you can give up, man.
0: Who Who better to have behind you, though, than Minka? And then you know, you can't forget that Casey led the league in interceptions not too long ago. Right. He's got Super yep. Bowl experience. Granted, you know, Tom Brady He's decided a ball. to. use the ball. To, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. And then Keanu Neal, he's got such a good stable of men in that room between Keanu Neal, Demonte Casey, Minka, Pat Pete, like you said, Levi. I mean, and then as far as just talent-wise, I can't think of another corner since I've been watching the Steelers that's had this much talent that they've drafted. I know uh-huh. Justin Lane had some hype coming out of Michigan State. He was supposed yeah. to be a guy. Obviously, that didn't pan out. Um Artie Burns was always that question mark pick after uh, uh, we didn't get Will Jacks because Cincinnati jumped in front. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Terrell, Terrell was solid, but he was that big question mark because they were like, we got third-round grades on him. We drafted him in yeah, the first round.
1: He was a, technically a, I mean, and Sutton ended up being a, a good player, but I think yeah. even, Sutton had a hard ceiling. I think he's a hell of a corner. I wanted to keep him, but um, I think – like you're saying from a physical specimen standpoint from a college dominant standpoint from a pedigree standpoint there is nobody we've had in our in our uh, locker room like peasy junior so
0: yeah yeah and, he, and you got to think he had to go against you know, in, in my opinion, wide receiver you in Ohio State once a year, mm-hmm. and he had he had good games yeah, really uh, against him. those guys, mm-hmm. and he was like in Marvin Harris, like this past season, he got Marvin Harrison Jr. F- furious, mm-hmm. like he was he was a pest, and that's that's what we need because you get in Jamar Chase's head, he's it's done. I mean, mm-hmm. Minka got in his head. Granted, you know Jamar did score that touchdown at the end of the game, but you know who better to block the. Blocked the field goal at the end, and uh, the guy who's been in his head all day. Yeah, I remember you called (laughs) me.
2: That was a crazy game right there. I was like, wow, man. I was like, man, they scored this. It's crazy. Man. I got I got one more pick, though, man, I think that's going to be real interesting to watch, too, man, is the Nick guy, man. Uh, Nick Herbick, the, the, the yeah. D-lineman man from mm-hmm. out Wisconsin. Just because of the relationship between uh, the big brother, little brother, with him and T.J. Walk, they got going on and uh, just seeing some of the flashbacks yeah. of him teaching him how to use his hands. And, you know, Wisconsin, man, playing the Big Ten, Wisconsin always had hard – Playing defensive linemen, man, guys that just fly to the ball, like extra effort guys. They always have those guys and uh such as TJ and stuff like that over the years. And now seeing him, man, and uh he got drafted, what a sixth round, fifth round? What he went, fifth? Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth, 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 fourth round. And yeah. uh yeah. man, I mean definitely easily could have went higher, but who knows, man. But uh I think he's gonna really be a solid player, man. I think he really's gonna be another replica of TJ. I mean, maybe now on his yeah. level is him his extreme, his level as extreme as level is him, but I think he gonna play hard and bring that nastiness, fizzleness, physicalness, and uh, punching at the ball. Man, T.J. has a knack with punching the ball. I think he gonna kind of mm-hmm. gather that over the time being there punching at the ball, getting the balls out. So
1: I mean, he led the Big Ten in sacks. Right? I mean, we got a guy yeah. that led <laughs> the Big Ten in
2: sacks in the fourth one. That's round. what I'm saying. I believe and, he could have been. He could have right. went higher.
1: He's a tweener, I guess. He's a little light. Two twenty-eight, two twenty-something.
2: I've heard. I mean, I'm I a mean, I mean, how, how, how big is TJ? I mean, TJ is not that big. I mean,
1: oh, no, TJ is not that big either. That's
2: what I'm I mean, saying. It looks like he's
1: just like TJ team. might be two fifty. I think he might be like two uh, two forty-five, two fifty. TJ, but like I'm saying, like I guess I'm we must saying, be some like, big players.
2: Yeah. I guess we must be I big mean, dudes then, because to me, I'm like, man, TJ looked skinny like a receiver, man. He looked slight.
1: Like, uh, when he came <laughs> out, when TJ came out, I was like, this dude is playing outside linebacker for us? Like, we've always drafted somewhat muscular big guys, and he's lean, uh, long, but nobody's a better technician than him. And so when you're winning on technique and uh, effort, uh, and you bring in a guy like Herbig who followed in your footsteps, and you're taking the time out to, to teach him your ways, I mean... And you use that to dominate Big Ten competition. I mean, yeah. I think we got a winner in that I, guy. I, and I think
2: yeah. I, I really we needed I think that Nick depth behind
1: him Yeah, we needed him behind. Uh, we needed some pass rushing depth behind our two studs at outside linebacker. And who knows? We might be able to have a package where all three of them are on the field at the same time. And you never know what a pass rush is going to come from at that point. So, I mean, well, Coach Austin has kinda a lot do. of
2: do. They kind of do, you yeah. know. Uh, over the time in Pittsburgh, we kind of ran that kind of that Roman linebacker kind of thing with TJ. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. that Trey how we have our four down, our, our three down lineman, and then we have TJ kind of yeah. Roman, and he'd be kind yeah, of more like a bat look, like a like a big line, big linebacker, basically, and he'd just fit the we A gap or B gap yes. backside. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I mean, Coach, you um, might have
2: him on the field at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you take a picture, uh. uh Page out of Coach Bowls, book. He did that a lot. They used to muddle it up. I, I forgot exactly what we called it from the offense, but they called it muddle or whatever when James Harrison go inside or he would be floating around an inside linebacker or Lamar Woodley would do the same thing, not playing in the traditional position outside. Yeah, and they just got around. To to. Yeah, mess up our damn line count.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, frustrated. you'd be like, fire down, fire <laughs> down, fuck it, just fire down, fire <laughs> down. You <Yeah. laughs> sitting there passing yeah, games sure. off. And- <laughs> Man, it'd be crazy, so, yeah, dog, trying
1: was, to try. Yeah, it. Awesome. Got the, he got the guys now to do some, some exotic stuff and um, bring some pressure because Lord knows we need it in the division that we are, so.
0: Yeah, and I yeah. mean, like, we talk about, like, obviously Nick and TJ come from Wisconsin, and um, – I'll bring up the the um, Keanu Benton here in a second, yeah, yeah. but everybody compared Nick's play style to TJ's. Mm-hmm. The way they play it, the game, they're exactly, relentless. They, it,
2: and if exactly you, the play, exactly the light. Like it, and if man, you man, if you give right. me
0: half of if if you tell me he's gonna be half of TJ, we we won. We won yeah. that pick.
2: If I he's <laughs> he's <laughs> Like, I'm telling I, you, for I, some reason, that guy's giving me those blo- – like, he giving me bloomer vibes. Like, he's just going to be one of those guys that pop out the same defensive player that year, in a couple of years. he would be like, what? Like, man, yeah. I'm telling yeah, you, If you stay close to TJ, he, he will. start, game. he's going
1: to be a special teams demon. You already know. Yeah. He's going to be the first yeah. one down there knocking people out on kickoff and, and punt <laughs> to the start. And so, <laughs> that's – That's you going to He's going to be yeah, a special teams yeah, <laughs> We he, had this he, <laughs> So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna make his, his presence known early and often. So I'm excited to see.
0: Yeah, I mean you see he brings I mean, I don't know if you guys saw his uh um Whenever he was on the phone with the Steelers, you, I mean, you could see the energy he's gonna bring, and then having his brother on the team is just another plus for him. You yeah. know, it's 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 gonna be an easy transition, just like it is for Joey. You know, and Broderick said, you know, it felt like home as well. But uh, well, yeah, bringing back home. to Bitten,
1: yeah, like another Wisconsin, another Badger. That dude is strong as an ox, yeah. and like, and he holds that line and we need somebody in the middle to help Cam out so he doesn't have to be the guy on first and second down every time we can actually rest him a couple of on those early downs so he can come and bring that bring that noise on third down so i thought Benton was a home run pick um obviously we, we signed O'J Nobi back and like i think he forms a good uh threesome in the middle to help uh give Cam my biggest goal coming to this draft outside of drafting somebody to help out the on the offensive line was give somebody to the defensive line to help give Cam a year or two because he's already playing a lot longer and a lot better. He's aging like fine wine in year 12, yeah. year 13 next year. Um, if we give him one or two more years to really you know rest his body so he hasn't play all the snaps that he had to play last two years, I think that's going to work out great for our defense. It's going to help him, and it's going to help the young guys learn from him even longer.
0: Yeah, and they they said a big knock on him uh before the senior bowl was his pass rush moves mm-hmm. and then they come and come to the senior bowl and they're like oh this guy this guy's working. He, he's he's working at it. Like yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he was he was unstoppable. Obviously, I think he was the second-rated defensive tackle behind, you know, Kalijah Kanci who is a tweener, you know, defensive mm-hmm. tackle, defensive end depending on the system he plays in. Um but yeah, I I I love that guy. And again, like we said with the DB room, like we said with the linebacker room, they all have somebody great to learn from. Who mm. better to learn from than Cam Hayward?
1: Future Hall of Famer Cam Hayward, man.
0: Also, like also a bit a Big Ten guy. Like Big this Ten whole guy. draft, this whole draft class was SEC Big Ten. That was it.
1: You gotta love it. The two best conferences in the country.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it definitely is.
0: Yeah,
2: man. And then is.
0: I, I would say, I mean, we kind of hit Darnell Washington. I think everybody's excited about him six seven two seventy. What's not to be excited about? I mean, we kind of skip. Prepare we skipped around like some guys, the but, west
2: side. I, mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm You're intrigued just to see, man, what happens with Spencer, man. Uh, the last pick is always this always be kind of be the shaky pick, and everybody be kind of just brush right over. You know and I mean, so I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't know how much y'all pretty much know about Spencer, but I mean. I don't know exactly how you going to pan out of Pittsburgh. I don't know what can happen with him. I don't know. Cause there's a lot of competition in that room. And I'm just trying to figure out like where, where would he make his mark at? Like where would he stick at? You know what I mean? Like, what, will would he just be a special teams guy? I mean, me personally, I'm thinking if I'm him, I'm figuring out how I can run down on kickoff, man, to, to keep a job, man. Cause it's, it's going to be hard, man, with all those guys that brought in and you know what I mean? all this talent and, uh, it's going to be hard, man, for him. And, uh, it, it, it. I, I just don't know it's where. Hard he get exactly right draft pick.
1: But the way right, you take yeah. yourself by, by, uh, valuable in the whole line room. You know this. Learn every single position. Learn how to snap that ball. Gotta yeah. learn how to snap the ball. That's how you add He, he knows him. how, so how
2: to snap. I kind of he'll be good at it. He knows yeah. how to snap people. Man, he played every single thing at Maryland, every single position. Yeah. So I'm, I'm that's that's what like, go
1: that position flexibility is golden, man. And if he can and I'm hold like, on to like, that, shit, though.
2: Cause I mean, the guards are a solid tackle is solid. It's like, I mean, we,
0: we, we got so much depth on that offensive line. It almost feels similar to Chris Oladokun from last year. Like, I mean, I, I liked Chris Oladokun. You know, I lived in South Dakota for a while. He went to South Dakota state. I was rooting for him, but he just never got a fair chance at it. And I, I think the position flexibility is going to give him a chance. Um, but I, I just hope he doesn't get that, that shake that Chris got last year where he's not getting any reps whatsoever. I think, I think Chris got like three total reps while he was with the Steelers through training camp. And I know he didn't get any preseason time. Um, but yeah, I know that's, that's, that's D's guy. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Um, because of that position flexibility. I know we like that. And then another yeah. guy that I've seen nothing but good things said about him is Corey Trice. Nice. Six, another six, three corner, like the receiver room and DB room has gotten massive this offseason. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And during the draft, we picked up Chandon Sullivan, a solid, solid slot cornerback.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I like I like that. I, I ain't too. I'm too, I'm too, too familiar familiar
2: Corey Trey. I ain't too familiar. Corey Trace. I ain't too familiar. Trace. He's a big, big old athlete.
1: Um, and he's a good player that probably could have drafted higher. And nobody would have blinked the high. but we got him in the sixth, seventh round. Seventh round, yeah. In the seventh round, and so um, another position room that has gotten a lot deeper, but he has so many natural intangibles physically. Athletically, um, it's going to give him a shot, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he's going to be a special special teams guy to start, and so he's going to have to make his mark there. Um, and you know, Coach Tomlin likes to keep that extra DB and that extra backer in there for guys. get out of here!
0: I'm doing the show. Your mom's supposed to be watching you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> say hi. It's all good. Hey, Say hi, hey,
1: Say
0: hi. All right. You like Coach hey, Trice? <laughs> it
1: made it it made the entrance. Yeah. It made an entrance to the it. Um but yeah man I think he's going to have a shot to make an impact on special teams but he has some natural intangibles that uh will give him a shot to get in there on, on the defense side of the ball too. So I mean but that room is deep now. That room yeah. is very deep just like the old line so.
0: Yeah, I I mean very deep. I think I think Akello's time's probably up. Uh, I think it's going to be a battle between Sullivan and uh, Mallette. I mean, they're two different uh, play styles. Obviously, mm-hmm. I, I heard somebody compare Sullivan. He's sort of like uh, Cam Sutton in play style. And Mallette, you know, as far as like the tackling and uh, blitzing aspect, he's a poor man's Mike Hilton. Um, it's hard to, you know, be Mike Hilton. The guy was a dog. Right. Oh, my
1: goodness. I love him.
0: <laughs> but now, uh, you know, we've kind of covered every draft pick, so we can go unless,
2: D, you got something to say? Oh, no. Nah, I was just looking at uh, Trice' little highlights right now. He, he looks tall, man. Look, he about six feet or something. Six, six one. He's six three. He's, six three. He's six three. Oh, my I'm looking He's at his highlights. It. This dude look huge. Like, he looks yeah. like Joey he, he, Ford a little bit. Like,
1: yeah. man. I mean. He might be <laughs> tall, I think is, yeah. if, if,
0: if we hit on that pick, that we're gonna have two 6 3 corners on the outside. Good luck,
2: right? And they man, both run sub 4 4s. Ain't, ain't no mm-hmm. more jump balls in the red zone no more. That's over with, <laughs> right, man. Exactly. But go ahead, Caleb, you get introduce the three point segment.
0: All right, let's kick it off into the three point segment, you know. <laughs> you know uh, yeah. Um, let's let's start off with uh, everybody's favorite draft pick. We'll start off and kick it off with Trey.
1: Oh, man. To pick a favorite out of here. Um, I mean, shoot, I love every single pick, but how can I go against Joey Porter Jr. becoming a stealer? I mean, that's probably the best story. I was kind of emotional when I saw it, even though it's not my son, but it felt like, you know, I've known him ever since he was a little kid. And uh, I know how peasy – how he was at every Penn State game and I was kinda of worried the Ravens were thinking about drafting him despite us, but mm-hmm. he came he came over to home. He came back home, came back to the 4 1 2. And uh it's not a better story in the league to see him line it up at number 24 on the outside for the Steelers, man. I love that pick. And I kinda that kinda set the tone for the rest of the draft after that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. D, what about you? Ah oh, man. I get a lot – I'm with i with my dog Trey, man. It's, it's so many good picks man. But um, if I had to pick one man, I'm going with Darnell man. I just think he's going to make a huge impact on offensively man. He's gonna get he's gonna give the offense a lot of versatility now man. The blocking game, mm-hmm. get on the edges, being able to just block. He can run. He can catch. I mean, he can do it all man. I think he's the most versatile pick we got. I mean, of course, a lot of guys can do a lot of different things, but he shows so much. Stuff on film follows him catching and running and blocking and him just not doing it but manhandling people that it's just like he's he just jumps off the screen to me, man. I think that uh, it's probably going to be my, my favorite pick, man. But uh, it just hurts to say everybody else is not my favorite, but uh, Darnell, man, he got it. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's um, – it's, it's hard to argue. Again. I mean, it's so hard to pick out of this class, you know. You almost just want to pick Omar Khan just for, you know, selecting <laughs> – all these guys.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's I'm going the con artist. That was my favorite draft. That was my favorite draft pick, Omar <laughs> Khan. You know, you guys, you guys took Joey Porter Jr. You took Darnell Washington. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go Omar. You know, he made the pick, so.
1: <laughs> it's Man, it's crazy. I can't <laughs> you today. Y'all see all the memes, with Omar just. Uh, with the- <laughs> The Scarfacey, <laughs> whatever, like yeah. looking like a boss. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Omar, <laughs> this thing. Uh, And another
0: uh, cool story. Um, I forgot to bring this up when we were talking about Joey. Um, they were talking about it was, uh, I believe, Joey Porter's second year in the league, and Omar's first. And I don't think Omar was married yet or anything like that. But Joey went to his office, said, "Hey, I it's Thanksgiving weekend." Um, if you don't have a place to go, you have a place here. And just for it all to come together like that, it, that that's just so cool. That is. But that, that, that was a little side note. So uh, this one's going to be a little bit harder for a question. Who was your least favorite draft pick?
2: Ugh. Hmm. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes. You get spicy. Come on, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Spit it out. We know what I know what it is.
1: I don't already know what yours is. I'm gonna let you have it. But <laughs> I'm gonna let you have that one. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just be real. I don't think we. I don't have a worst pick. Man. I'm just gonna be. Yeah. I just don't. I can't look down on anybody. Like, uh, I wish you didn't have them. Um, I know my <laughs> man B gonna go because he had his eye on somebody uh, how, how we this him. right
2: now? Like, I wouldn't say your worst <laughs> pick. W- which one that you wish you could have just flopped out and got somebody else for? It, it wouldn't be your worst pick. Of course, we all well, good. With- my, guy,
1: my guy was gone, and so after my guy was gone, Roger made made the most sense. So I can't even say I wish we had drafted somebody else in that spot because the guys that I wanted were already gone. So
2: Fact. Um, So you wish you could have got Peter well, I, So I my thing, is you could have been, 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 been without. Out. Broderick Jones, basically. You could have done without him and had Peter instead.
0: <laughs> Every Everybody in that draft room was like, it's it's Gonzalez. It's Gonzalez. And I'm like, hold on, guys. Hold on. It might be Broderick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everybody did so. That. Everybody thought it was Gonzalez. Me and yeah, was, man. he uh, had a, a neutral straight face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, i like, man, I, I'm done with this draft already, and it just got started. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, Broderick Jones probably have to be the one if I can swap back out and say I'd rather take my guy, I will have to swap him back out. So, I wouldn't say he's my least favorite because, like I said, he's bringing great quality traits to the room. Like, hands down, he can play probably right, left side, doesn't matter. So, still a great pick. But if I had to choose to swap somebody back out, it would be Broderick and go get Paris or Peter, either one of those.
0: And yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same level as as Trey. I know I made this question. <laughs> yeah. So you would think I'd have an answer for it. But mm-hmm. I keep looking at this list and like thinking about where people went and who was available at the time. It's like to get Darnell Washington at 93 when we wanted him at 32 potentially if if you know was it was fair. Joey in round 1. Like it's like they hit every single pick. Like I've never, I've never seen it.
1: Right.
0: I've never, I've never seen something like this. It's, Washington was
1: 93,
0: Third yeah. round ninety three. Yeah, yep. he was like man, the thirty fifth.
1: That was my pick. Yeah, was third yeah. round number ninety three. So I got that's my guy now. <laughs> <laughs> draft, were you, draft. you were you were ninety third overall too. I was ninety third overall.
0: The, the, you know, you need to tell him to go. He 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 picked. And he picked number 80. Look at that. Y'all one one digit apart. I <laughs> <laughs> wow. love it. I love
2: it.
0: And then, you know, Broderick, you know, he picked uh, D77. I had to send him that, that man, real he took quick my I was like, hey. And I was like, man, though. I, <laughs> so, like, well, I was that's like, that's crazy, man. I was like That's a that's a great number. Yeah, and his reasoning behind it was it, it was it was touching. It's uh oh, it's his roommate in college. Was the one that passed away in the uh, um, okay. drag racing incident? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Uh, so that that was pretty cool to hear because I thought it was going to be cool to see him rock the fifty nine at left tackle. Um, oh, but they said they said it wasn't available, which is weird because we let Malik Reed wear it last year, and you know he he wasn't who we
2: thought he was. <laughs> 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 and, and, and remember last year I asked you about that guy and I was like, I don't really know about this guy like that. Like and I literally asked yeah. him, like, I don't keep my comments to myself. I don't really know about the guy like that. I'm gonna let it ride. And uh just to hear you say that was kinda like, all right, I know I wasn't tripping, but okay. Move on. Yeah. He, he was an all-heart
0: all kind of player. He just he doesn't mm-hmm. have anything there was nothing wow, I guess. But uh Yeah uh, Um on to our last point in the three-point segment, what's the season expectations and why is it not – or why is it Super Bowl?
1: I'm going to pump the brakes on Super Bowl (laughs) right now. Yeah. uh, I know that's what our our expectations are every single year, being a Steelers fan, being in Pittsburgh, Super Bowl or busts every year. But we got to be realistic, man. We got to let these kids – um, give us our expectations and not place them on them, you know, uh, because there's still a lot to be learned, a lot of moving pieces to be, uh, um, to develop chemistry. Uh, on the, yeah. offense, side of the o- offense is still extremely young, extremely, extremely young. And we're going against uh, some great quarterbacks in our division this year. And so we're still going to be a defensive oriented team until our offense uh, can pick up the pace and do some things. I think we have a good shot at uh, contending for our division, and that's the first thing first. We not, we got to be um, contenders in our own division before we even think about uh, Super Bowl uh, expectations. And so I think we can make the playoffs next year. But before we start thinking about Super Bowl, we got to contend in our division, and I think we are probably a year or two away. If I'm being truly, truly realistic, I know Seal lation hates hearing stuff like that, but this is a young team um and our defense still is adding a whole bunch of new pieces and so it's gonna take a while to mesh i think we'll mesh much faster than we did last year because we have the same coaching staff in the building we got the same offensive line coach we have the same oc um and so i think we'll be a lot better sooner than we were last year but i think we're still a year away from the super bowl i agree i mean i'm i'm i'm
2: I'm, I'm i'm with trey on this one man i think i think man uh it's gonna be interesting to see the the talent that they they bring it in into the receiver room and how this thing gels together with Canada's offense and what Canada believes in, man. Cause I know he lived and died by the jet sweep, he lived and died by trying to break the defense in half For people that didn't play for him. I'm just gonna break it down to people. Like, man, he he wants to break the defense into two sides. Like he wanna have an inside zone going with an outside going, outside jet sweep going to, to break it. Down, you know what I mean? So when guys think of this offense, they don't know where the ball can go at. You know what I mean? And um, It works, but you just got to give guys the buy-in, but also you got to remember, this also the NFL, we got smart players, man, and uh, these guys are athletic enough to run sideline to sideline. So what do you go to when that doesn't work? How do you use these great players that we have now from free agency, now from the draft? How do you put these guys in position to make plays when you can't run your scheme that you want to run, that you run your whole life? And I think that's the part that uh Still Nation is waiting for him to break through and figure out something else outside of the just jet Sweeps uh situation he got going. But uh man, I, I think that this gonna it probably take about a year, man, a year or two to to get rolling on grants with that because they gotta dominate the conference first before they can first of all the division. Like you said, the division first before they even can think about a playoff run and you know what I'm saying, killing the whole league. So
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh before to add on to that, I, I think we need to develop who, who is that dog going to be on offense. I mean, I know Nazi tried to step into that role that as that leader, that officer leader, but he's young like everybody else is in offense. I think, obviously, he's our natural to go-to, but Pickett kind of picked it up last year. We have a dog, a captain, a go-to guy at every level on our defense side. ball. We got Cam, we got TJ, we got Patrick Peterson coming in, we got Minka. Um, so we got guys that people can look to they be like, okay, all right, maybe not play my best, but I can look to this guy. He's gonna lead the way for me. He's gonna pick me up when I when I'm down. Who's who's gonna be that guy on offense? Um, Who's gonna be that guy on the offensive line? More, more and first and foremost. And, so, and they,
2: they did they did pick up Allen Robinson, correct? Mm-hmm. They picked up Allen Robinson, yeah. And I think that he comes with a lot of experience too, man. He's been around a lot of teams, yeah. and I think he can easily merges to one of the leadership roles on that team mm-hmm. man on the offensive side. I know I know he's new to Still Nation, new to Pittsburgh, but he ain't new to the game of football and NFL level, man. He's played for a while, man. He's a he's a veteran guy, and I think that he he he's easily a guy that can come into that role and help the guys understand how to win, man. But I mean, like you said, man, the defense has all the leaders over there, you know what I mean? And uh but once again, you got to get a leader on offense, man, because Cam Hayward can't get in a three-point stance and, and kick slide for you. You got to get guys on the side mm-hmm. of that ball to, help to will help with that. You know what I mean? so
1: Especially in the whole line. The I mean, they need a pounce. They need – uh, Willie Cologne. They need a <laughs> uh, David the wasn't a big vocal guy, but we need those dudes that gonna go. Dave was and quiet, crying, man. Dave, you know? He was
2: quiet. Dave ain't say nothing, man. I seen Dave get mad one time and I was scared. I was like, man, this dude don't even talk, dog. You know? Like don't <laughs> you put your hands up <laughs> in practice, don't touch him in individual <laughs> drills, don't do nothing. But when he turned it on, right. dude, man, that was enough to see, man. Yeah. You ain't have to get motivated, man. You knew right then and there by his play, he motivated you alone, man, by the way he played. So mm-hmm. yep.
0: Yeah, I think I think as far I think Broderick's gonna you know a few years down the line he's gonna end up being that guy for the offensive line. Um, I think right now I know James Daniels, or Mason, Mason Cole's kind of been that, I guess uh, leader as far as it goes. He talks very well, but we haven't had like it infuriated me last year watching the offensive line um, when Kenny would get hit. I think like any of those. Any of those late hit, we saw one reaction, and that was from James Daniels James in that Daniels. Buffalo game, where he Dude. hit uh,
1: Demar Hamlin. They wouldn't go up and consistently pick up the running back either. That's like a no-no. Mm-hmm. How he was, how we was taught and coached up. If, our, if your running back is is downfield breaking tackles, trying to do all this stuff to, to get yardage, and you not down there picking them up. Or you not picking him up if he gets tackled in the backfield. You better be the first one there if you don't want to miss your block. So miss your block. That, that's
2: yeah, I, I, that's, I, hey, that's the worst feeling, man. You miss your block. You see him with a great – you trying to pat him up, give him love. Like, dog, it's all good. You get yeah, the next he's,
1: play. He's like, My bad. I got you next time. That was me. Like, just, oh, you know, man. The dude that dude racing to the ball like Pouncey was, and you saw 53, he was always around the ball. And so, like, now Ponzi's a Hall of Famer, and I'm not expecting everybody to be like him, but I need somebody with that same mentality, that attitude. And, and that kind of sets the tone I mean, for the office alone. Of I
2: mean, I, I think, I, I Big, think Moan tri- Big Moan tried, he tried it. I mean, Big Mone needs, then it him all the way down to
1: field. Big Moan couldn't move back like Ponce, but Big he, point, he like, tried to get there. Yeah. Big Moan's like, yeah, I was
2: down there. I got you. <laughs> got you next time. <laughs>
1: You don't want Big moan in the phone
2: booth, though. He's gonna hit you up real quick. Oh my god, man, dog, that's the phone booth, man. He's staying there, man. He he gonna get you, dog. <laughs> man, that same man. Funny story, man. I do not don't get off topic, man. But that same, we was on the goal line one time, and Big moan, man, we was like a big tight end set, man. And I think I was at big tight end. Mo was the le- was a left guard, and the man, at three, at two point stands on the goal line the one yard line. I'm talking about he blew this dude off the ball, man. At a two point stand, everybody down to four point. This in the two point stands. On a one yard line, I mean, I'm like, dog. Think about your knees, man. He's mad. Everybody down low, and this dude with a two point stance, and he just bear hugs everybody and just take him in the back of the end zone. I was like, man, certain things work for certain players, man. Like, man, there's so many different talents that come through Pittsburgh, man. So I was trying to sit and trying to see how Dan Moore and a Brodick Jones, how those guys just be like, damn, man, they got some unique playing styles, like, because I mean, sure did back in the day, Pittsburgh, man. With those guys, they all played different, man. And, Alvin LaWaiva, all those guys, they all had a different playing style, man. Um uh, uh DeCastro from his feet being super wide and still being able to move with that wide stance like that. I was like, bro, like how do you move left and right when your legs are super wide like that? But it worked for him, you know what I mean? And uh so it was a lot of different playing styles, man, I've seen dog. Yeah,
1: that's how you tell a good old line coach, man. A uh, coach who understands that different body types can do different things. And so you can't coach them all to be robots. And so it's one good, good thing that Munchak did, being a Hall of Fame O-line coach that he was.
2: I wish I had a guy. I wish
1: I had a Dude, amazing. But he didn't try to put you in a box. You know, he understood that the wave was 6'10". He ain't going to be able to bend his knees all the way down, but he'll punch the mess out to you, Munchak.
2: Long I'm dude, telling you, though.
1: And you can of feet, but he get his hands on you, was over. Be like you You're know, so, and so it takes Moan a little while to get going, but once you get going, it's over for you. And so and bouncing was bouncing. So but yeah, I don't wanna elaborate I was just trying to elaborate that point. That's what that makes a good old line coach, and I think that's what Coach Meyer is doing. And you can kind of see the effects in our players. Yep.
2: Yeah, and I
0: think a uh, uh um going back to kind of what we were talking about with uh, none of the offensive linemen like really helping uh um Kenny um and you look back at Pouncey and Ben, you just got to think about their relationship, though they're inseparable. I mean, to this to this day, they're best friends. And Pouncey, you know, he was always always like that. I'm pretty sure he was like that in Florida with Tebow and um, everything like that. But it's, I know Kenny's got a, a pretty good relationship with Mason Cole. But if you looked at the Steeler Nation uh, or the Cam Hayward's podcast during the draft party, and you just look look at the way Kenny's looking at Broderick. They're they're about to be best friends. Mm-hmm. They're, they're gonna be best friends. Broderick yeah, ain't gonna take he's, gonna, t- he's gonna have that. He's gonna have that what what do they call them, The Pooh shiesties? He's gonna have one of those mm-hmm. <laughs> one of those ons. He's gonna be uh mm-hmm. pulling a Marquise on Miles Garrett or something like that.
1: Dude, and watching just Kenny Pickett talk, and I saw him on the pivot, he has that kind of attitude, that uh gravitational force that's gonna kind of make guys, you know, um make that, that chemistry develop a lot faster. He has yeah. that glue mentality and guys gravitate towards him. I could just, it exudes through camera and that's his biggest quality. He He's a, he's a leader
0: and mm-hmm.
1: everything about him says leadership. And you kind of got that winning vibe from him that he's not going to accept anything less than your best. And you want to run through a wall for a guy like that. So I think that is going to be obviously our main leader. And I think he's going to take that role and run with it. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's not he's not afraid of the spotlight or the moment at, at all. No. And I mean, he's he's cerebral, and that was one one thing uh, I would talk about with D last year after we drafted Kenny. I was like, talk just talking about the cerebralness of him to just on the fly in that ACC championship game to come up with the fake slide. Like you think that on the fly? I mean, you're you're a smart football player. I mean, granted, you know it's illegal now, but it's like to me is like, he's got the brain for it. Mm-hmm. He's one of his mentors is uh Peyton. I mean, who, who better to learn the game from than that guy? Mm-hmm. You know, he got to sit there at pit practices, watch Ben work. He got to see him Ben work with a B and that mm-hmm. connection was dynamic. But uh, right. I, I think the future is exciting. I, I'm still going to go Super Bowl or bust, you know, but I'm a fan. You know, I'm, I'm a little unrealistic at times, but it's all going to depend on who's the healthiest team coming out. I know we – as of right now, it looks like we have a kind of easy schedule. We'll see how it lines up. You know, we still play the AFC North. We'll probably, we'll probably split every one of those games um, just like we did last year. Yeah. Um, I'm glad Baltimore brought back Lamar. So that's that's like that's the one matchup where I think we could win too. Mm-hmm. And depending on how these defensive pieces lines up, um, Cincinnati's always going to be tough. They got Burrow. He's he he's tough. He's really Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But me, Super Bowl or Bus, you know, then that's that's kind of where we're gonna um end today's show. You know, we went off on a whole bunch of tangents. We were playing <laughs> on a thirty minute episode. It started to feel like a NFL locker room in here,
2: you know. But uh I mean, I that's, mean the best you guys, showed, that's, that's the show, man. It's the point of having Trey here, man. We need to get the under the helmet, man, clarity for a lot of guys that be confused on what really players go through and think about. And, uh, man, that's 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 what we want, man. We want those type of feedback, man, for people to really understand what's really going on, man. And, uh, yeah, man, that's why it was important what for us to get you on, Trey, man, because, I mean, this is just another voice, man, that played the game for a long time, man, and been around. You know what great players look like, man. And uh, you're the best guy for it. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, these are the type of podcasts I like being a part of—the ones where, yeah, you have you know an agenda, but you know we got a chance to just go off on tangents and just really talk about football and how we see things in different perspectives and you know our, our true opinion. And, and those are the best uh, kind. And of Three Point Stands brought that. Asked me to come on, and I had a fun time, fellas. I really did, and I wouldn't mind doing this again in the near future.
0: <laughs> yeah, that live so show you—that that live show you were like, hey, hey, come have me on, guys. D and
2: I text each other immediately. Let's do it. Let's get get Man, man, it's gonna be so fun to see the end of this USFL thing, man. Uh, what if I end up back in Pittsburgh, man? Uh, how does this show work out then? How does the Still a Nation thing work out then? Man, because I can't tell what's going on in the locker room. <laughs> man, we shall see how that shape up, man. But uh man, Trey, man, I appreciate you coming on, dog, man. It's been fun, yeah. man. I hope we yep. get you back on again real soon, man. Uh especially Amen. if we never need some uh, some football clarity, man. Uh, you definitely be the best guy we would call for, man. So we appreciate it, gotcha. Caleb.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, towards the end of this episode, we'll uh, ask you to stay on so everything can record and everything like that. But I want to thank everybody who's made it this far. If you're a diehard Steeler fan, I think you, you've made it to this point, and I just want to say congratulations. You made it. You did it. We got everybody we wanted. We did it. We got Trey. We got D. We got myself, Caleb. I want to thank you guys again for watching the three-point stance, and we're out.